I know we're coming towards the end of the day, so I don't want to keep anybody longer, and I, I don't want to repeat myself either. Um, but, you know, I'm going to talk more about decentralized identity today than decentralized autonomous organization. And just to kind of give you a little insight, my name is Dr. Leah Houston. I'm an emergency doctor, and we have a decentralized identity application for doctors, which allows them to own their credentials, store their credentials, authenticate themselves, and later authenticate data about patients. That's the long-term vision. And so any of you guys who are interested in this, please contact me. That's my contact at the top. And so this is our healthcare system. You know, if you look at this picture, uh, you see a doctor and a patient. They look a little frustrated. Uh, she's sifting through paperwork. He's got a pile of papers on his lap. There's a clunky-looking computer in the background that's not being used, uh, full of data that doesn't seem to be very useful to the doctor. But the thing about this picture that's most concerning is that there's a bunch of people in the room, and it, the doctor and the patient don't seem to realize they're in the room. And so this is essentially surveillance capitalism that's happening over the private relationship that patients and doctors have. And this is the problem that we need to solve. And this is the mess that created this problem. This is uh, a little diagram of, <laughs> you know, the ACA and how it's supposed to be mapped out and what it was supposed to be like. And I don't know why they thought this was a good idea, because if I had looked at this, I would have realized it wasn't a good idea. So this is a failed model. And <laughs> I'm glad everybody thinks this is hysterical. It scares me, but it makes me feel more... <laughs> So, you know, if you notice, the patient is all the way at the bottom there, um, on, you know, kind of like an afterthought, and the doctor's on the other side. And so the U.S. government's finally like, okay, we realize we made a mistake here. We need to fix it. And so we have the 21st Century Cures Act, which was discussed today, and I'm so glad that some other people brought it up. But item 4003 and 4004 talk about interoperability, and they're going to start penalizing people who are doing information blocking, who are preventing patients from having immediate access to their records. So, you know, the promise of EHR that was promised to us so many years ago might actually come to fruition and be a reality with these new standards, only if they're properly implemented and only if we, meaning the people in this room, hold everybody accountable and make sure that they're implemented properly. And so what do these standards say? First of all, they have to be patient-centric. We have to know who the patient is. And, and a couple of people mentioned this today, but when you look at the current records, sometimes there's duplicate records for the same patient. Sometimes the wrong information is entered onto the wrong record. You know, frequently we as doctors open up a record and we know the patient in front of us and we know that what we're looking at has nothing to do with them. And we are powerless to fix it or help it. And so are the patients. And so that's a problem. So the new, you know, the new systems need to be more meaningful, usable, immediate, interoperable, and accessible for the individual patient. And so this system needs to now put the patient at the center. And we need to build a new system, a system where you know, doctors are able to coordinate care around patients. And if you think about it, we as doctors, we're the ones that create data about patients. The day you're born, we sign the birth certificate. The day you die, we sign the death certificate the operative notes, the radiology reports. From cradle to grave, we create the authentic data about patients. So we need to have a mechanism to issue that data to patients in order for patients to truly have 
immediate access to their records. And so I believe that decentralized identity is one of the keys that will make this possible. And so what is decentralized identity? It helps people, organizations, and things interact with each other directly, transparently, and securely. And directly is the key. You know, no longer do you have to push data into these honeypots that are kind of siloed and have a bunch of junk data in there and you don't know what you're pushing and pulling from. You can actually directly transact and interact with decentralized identity, and that's what's exciting. And so traditional organizations, and part of why we have the current problems that we have, it's a top-down structure controlled by a few at the top who are keeping the, they have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. And the shareholders aren't the patients. And so that's part of why patients, you know, the cost of healthcare is going up. It's now $3.9 trillion, why 30% of every healthcare dollar is wasted, and why people are frustrated. So with decentralized identity, we have the opportunity to create decentralized autonomous organizations where the participants are actually inclusive stakeholders in the whole process. Um, and so it's owned and controlled by, by the participants. So we can have DAOs of patients and rare diseases. We can have DAOs of practitioners. We can even have, you know, DAOs of insurance companies and consortiums of third-party payer systems. So this is a real opportunity if we leverage these tools appropriately. And so there are open standards put out by the World Wide Web Consortium, the Decentralized Identity Foundation, that essentially create an opportunity for these secure and direct connections. And so, you know, we all know what cryptocurrency is. That's not what we're talking about today. You know, cryptocurrency is a fungible asset. Your Bitcoin is equal to my Bitcoin. NFTs are non-fungible assets. Even though they're not equivalent, they can be transferred to, from one person to the other, and the other person can find value there. I want everybody today to consider the possibility of what I call NFNTTs, non-fungible, non-transferable tokens, digital assets that are only valuable when tied to an individual's identity. So when you think about it, as a doctor, my medical degree is only valuable when I'm using it. I can't give it to you and let you go practice medicine in a hospital. In the same way, your medical record as a patient is only valuable when tied to you and your identity. So using decentralized identity technology in these verifiable credentials, which are essentially pieces of data about you, you create these new ecosystems. And so these are some of the pieces of data that um, they're going to have to include in these new standards. So of course, patient name, date of birth. They're also including the care team member, the doctor's identifier, uh, the location of the encounter, uh, the member identifier, the payer's identifier. Even those of you who are talking about devices, devices are going to have to have identifiers, at least the electronic ones like pacemakers. And so we all know how our current system works. The doctor writes the medical record. That medical record goes into a centralized EHR. Uh, then, you know, if the patient or a hospital or another practitioner wants to access it, it's really hard and friction-filled, and they're not able to do that without going through a bunch of hoops. So how is it different with this new technology? So a doctor can still issue the medical record. Uh, it can put it onto a centralized system, but it can also issue it directly into the patient's wallet. So those of you who are talking about patients having wallets, this tool has the ability to create that possibility for us. And so they can receive it through uh, their decentralized identifier. 
And so as soon as the patient receives that information, proof of that can be issued onto a decentralized data registry or a blockchain. Now, if that patient ever wants to share that information with a hospital, a health system, or another practitioner, they can request it, they can share it, and when they give permission to share and permission to read, they can read that registry and know that that record is authentic and know that I, the doctor, am actually the one that issued it. And so this is how things change, and this is the future that we're trying to build. And so this is a patient-centric solution where there's secure data transfer between doctors and patients. You know, with decentralized identity, people own their own digital identity, not organizations. And so uh, a lot of people mentioned today about zero-knowledge proof, you know, the fact that you shouldn't have to share everything with everybody at all times. You know, people talk about anonymization of, of patient data and pseudo-anonymization. It's really impossible to do that uh, when you're able to correlate data, especially for rare diseases. You know, there really is no privacy. And when you think about, you know, oh, patients are signing HIPAA and they've given permission, well, that's not explicit consent either. They kind of like think, oh, this is a form I have to sign or else I won't be able to get health care. That's not really the way it should be. Um, so we need to kind of solve that problem as well. And so, you know, it's not just going to be doctors and patients. You know, other systems, you know, revenue cycle management tools, EMRs, will be able to have decentralized identifiers and be able to share and coordinate this data as well. And, um, oh, I forgot about this slide. I added this at the last minute. So I'm just kind of reiterating that this is an immediate access issue, you know. It prevents waste, prevents fraud, prevents abuse. When you're able to share the fact that a CAT scan was done three months ago with a hospital in another state immediately, we don't have to duplicate that. We're du duplicating this, this kind of stuff all the time. It's not only wasting money, but it's also, um, you know, exposing the patient to radiation and unnecessary tests and all these kinds of things. And so this is the future that we're building, uh, a future where there's more secure, direct, and immediate access for doctors and patients. And I welcome you to help build it with us. Anybody who's interested in this project, please reach out to me. And remember that Albert Einstein said, we cannot solve the problems with the same thinking that we used when we created them. Thank you. Thank you.